Welcome, everyone, to Take 68. This is your boy, The Sweet Keeks. Today, we've got not a jam-packed take like the last one. We love that everyone tuned in, got a lot of good feedback from, from last take. But this one is the first of our many segments of The Sweet 250. What this means is we have gone onto IMDb's top 250 ranked movies, and we will be watching 10 a month until we finish it, and re-ranking them. So this month, we took 250 to 241. We're going to be talking about them, rating them, some sweet, some sour, some absolutely spoiled and even worse than spoiled. Don't know how they are even in this 250. And before we get into that, though, we have an awesome giveaway that we're giving away that we're giving, <laughs> that we're giving away we've got an awesome giveaway for you guys that tc is going to explain so without any further ado it's nitty gritty time ladies and gentlemen who we got wow 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 i i think by the time we're on take a thousand we'll be done with the imdb 250 and i cannot cannot wait <laughs> oh yeah especially after these jeez um okay so announcement uh, for the giveaway, so Oscar season is upon us, and that is in two weeks. So we are going to be pumping out a little bit of a image, well, a little bit, an image of best director, best picture, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best screenplay, best adapted screenplay, and best animated film. So what you all you sweets need to do, simple, is just you guys got to screenshot this, put in your pics, whether on Snapchat or Instagram, then screenshot that, save that image, and DM us who you got winning. And that's it. That's all you got to do to submit to be a part of this giveaway. But hold on. Always, always a catch. There's always more. We've always got more for you guys. Just when you think that, oh my gosh, the SFT boys, they're always giving us what we need. They're always giving us what we want, that sweet content. We've got something even better for you. If you guys give us a five-star review and write a review, and screenshot that, and send it to us with your DM of your completed predictions list for the Oscars, we will give you a free pass. So if there are some of you guys who have already written reviews, Perfect. Just go back to your review, take a screenshot of it, and send it to us so that we know whose whose list it goes with. So hypothetically speaking, if you've got your thing all filled out, if you're feeling real sweet, if you think that Joaquin Phoenix is a lock for best actor, and then Jonathan Price swoops in and takes it and (laughs) messes your thing up and you get all of them right except for that one, you're just fine. You got the free pass because you gave us the five-star review. Perfect. You're in. And we have an idea for the tiebreaker, but that will be revealed if it happens. We hope one of you guys gets them all right and you're good to go. So winning is contingent on your guesses. And that screenshot of that five-star review will help tremendously. So stay tuned, all you sweets, for the story of the the post about it we'll do a post and we'll do a story we're we're just gonna flesh it all out there so you guys know we'll do the stories we have the story of the template and then we have a story for each of the nominations so you can take a screenshot of both you can use them as reference we'll upload them every day and here's the thing we are not you know forcing you guys to post it on your story to tag us and whatnot this is all just between the sweets and the and the boys from SFT. That's it. So you don't have to do any type of posting on your story unless you this. want to. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, dude. If any of you guys maybe want to just give us a little bit of extra love, I'm pulling an audible right here. Yeah. What do you What do you think about this? I'm just gonna give it to you right here. I know it's right over the pod. This is horrible radio because we have not planned. If for some reason you do want to share your predictions right up before Oscar night and you want to tag us. We'll give you an extra. We'll give you an extra guess, right? How about that? Oh, I love that extra credit. Let's do it. Perfect. Two extra guesses. You've got v- available five star review, or take your predictions, tag us in it, put it on your story. You're good to go. Yeah. Okay. So, I you know that's that's that. Cannot wait. And Oscar season is upon us. So real so quick, excited. some tragic news. Um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Academy Award winner. 
Academy Award winner, five-time champion, scored 81 points in a game. Um, pretty The Black pretty Mamba sad. himself. And it was with his 13-year-old daughter. They're traveling to a game. Is that so, confirmed? Is that confirmed? Yeah, it's, it's confirmed. The 13-year-old daughter, oh Gianna. Oh, my gosh. Gigi or Gigi. But uh, listen, Gigi. I love I love basketball. And I appreciate Kobe Bryant, his competitive nature, and what he's done for the game. He's 41. Like, I thought this guy was going to be in the NBA just you know, as a GM, a coach, maybe probably a GM, but uh, it's just tragic. You never know when it's your time to check out. I never knew the guy personally, but I can definitely admire his competitive nature. And man, he seemed like he was a good guy from what I've heard from people that that have had interactions with him. I mean, there was a video of him like two weeks ago directing traffic because of a crash that happened in LA. So yeah, crazy. So make sure you hug your loved ones man just enjoy Love enjoy em. your enjoy your family time enjoy your enjoy the time that you have with your close ones because you never know crazy i couldn't agree more i love that here's to you kobe um now i think it's is it nitty-gritty time officially nitty-gritty think, time i think it is i think i think we're i think we're, i'm ready <laughs> i'm definitely ready okay i think a big now, let let me do a little disclaimer for imdb the 250 so we actually had plans to do this in september so you're probably thinking, why is Throne of Blood, why are you guys doing Throne of Blood in The Legend of 1900 because it's not on there? Well, back in September, it was. So, <laughs> so we stopped. And for with, good reason, they're not on there anymore. Yes. Actually, Little Women has climbed up into the, I think it's like 248 now or something like that. Yeah. And and then you have you always have movies that always shift the IMDb to fifth, top 250. I mean, for mm-hmm. example, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, um, what's another, Parasite. Those all are in like the top two hundred, which have shifted other Ford ones. Ford versus Ferrari down. is, yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, that's that's fine. It's a fine movie. Yeah, I, get over yourself. It's fine. <laughs> You're right. I gotta. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. A, I'm a big butt hurt dude. Okay. Yeah, I know you are. We're so, entitled. anyways, next month we are gonna refresh the list, and we're gonna do two forty to two thirty one of February. So, just for clarification. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. I watched most of these in September when I thought we were going to do it. And so I did not want to go back and watch. But TC has put it in hyperdrive this week. Let's go. To get Uh, a lot of these in. I remember I was at the BYU-USC football game. It was still sunny and warm. And you sent me like three snaps of a Saturday of watching these movies. (laughs) Legend of 1900 and Winter Sleep were two that I watched in a day. And we have a lot of thoughts on those. Okay, let's do it. To add to what you said, just really quick. We are doing this because in addition to we we believe that we are a podcast for people who are beginners to movies. That's why we like to explain things that a lot of you already know. But there are tons of people that don't know the basics of how the Academy Awards are set up or what cinematography is or what the lineup of like or like how a movie is framed. So we hope that this can give you guys some more intro to some different movies you never would have thought that you'd see. Check them out and really like them because there are a few in here that we loved too and can't wait to talk about which is going to bring us to number 250 on this list we have throne of blood directed by akira kurosawa and came out in 1957 throne of blood is a japanese reimagining of william shakespeare's macbeth it's filmed in black and white and you have this general who's over Spiderweb's castle who has a dream that he... I'm not going to explain the rest of it because you guys should go see it. And it's been a little bit of time since I've seen it. But it's Macbeth. And it's Japanese. It's black and white. And I'm not going to lie. I really liked this movie, dude. I thought the cinematography... I always love watching a movie in black and white because I feel like the cinematography, whether it's in color or black and white, still is so crisp and looks so good if it's done well. Yeah, no, I agree. There, We, we saw a few black and white uh, movies, but this one was pretty good for the time being in 1957. I mean, I definitely wouldn't... I'm not crawling back to watch it again, but overall, like True. a re-imagina- reimagination of Macbeth, it was fine. I'll give it a B-minus. 
However, I mean, again, at the time for it being released in 1957, black and white, I thought the acting was good. Um, the editing was fine as well. So I'm giving it a B minus. That's my grade. And it was a good start to this list being like, okay, this is, I would never watch this film. You know what I mean? No. When uh, The interesting thing is a lot of these directors that we're hearing about, I had already heard of, like Akira Kurosawa is director of Rashomon and other movies. That's I don't know if that's his most well-known, but that's the one that I knew before Throne of Blood. Did he direct Ran? Um, maybe. I don't know if that's one that you know of. I haven't... Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, he did. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's number 136 of IMDb. Akira Kurosawa is one of the most acclaimed and well-respected directors of all time. And we hope that maybe this gives you a little bit of a taste of, let's go see what Akira, what he's all about. You know, 57, this was 62 years ago. Right? No. Yeah, 62 years ago. And the movie still looks great. And Man. that's Throne of, Throne of Blood. Hour, 50 minutes, not super long, crisp, easy watch, entertaining. Love it. Uh, on to the next. And, you know, this is funny because this these 10 films, talk about a variety. <laughs> We have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so. Oh man, there was. There is. We got some animated movies that are on opposite spectrums of each wow. other. Wow, we'll just Ooh, say that. Wow, this is this this, this whole Ted Phillips is just a variety. Anyways, on to the next is Aladdin, the original animated Aladdin. We all know Aladdin. Are you kidding? We grew up on. Aladdin. Oh my gosh! Directed by Prince Ron Ali, Clement. baby. Yeah. Oh, directed by John uh, Ron Clements and John Musker. I mean, this film is like my, my childhood. I love Aladdin, and it's the, 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 the score in Aladdin's great, too. Rest in peace, Robin Williams did great as the genie, one of my favorite all-time characters growing up as a kid. And just a good movie about wherever you come from, you can still make it and just, you know, you do you. So I'm giving Aladdin, I'm going to give it an A. I love that. I mean, for for me, I had actually recently watched Aladdin just on Disney Plus. It's streaming on Disney Plus. Came out 27 years ago, and a sweet movie morsel about this movie. We're gonna try and give you guys as many sweet movie morsels as we can. Is the opening scene with the street merchant was totally unscripted. So Robin Williams was basically brought into the soundstage and asked them to, and was asked to stand behind a table, had a ton of just objects on it, and was just asked to describe them and lift the sheet and without taking it, describe, oh, this is what this is. Oh, my gosh, look at it. And it adds just Robin Williams really is the bow that just presents all of this, makes it look so great and gives it a lot of personality. I give the movie an A minus. Because it's a lot. I had originally had it like a B B plus, but rewatching it was really really fun. Yeah, and at the time it came out in 1992. You kidding? So this was right going into like the golden age, baby of, um, of Disney. Yeah. No, I I think Aladdin is a fantastic cartoon, and mm-hmm. I mean, geez, they made two other movies out of it. Like I said before, oh, yeah. King of Thieves. Make a live action remake, you cowards. Cowards. Do it. <laughs> you stole it right from. I'm just actually reading that um, scheduling conflicts with Star Trek The Next Generation forced Patrick Stewart to turn down the role of Jafar. And he has said in interviews that that is, is one of his biggest regrets. Wow. How crazy is that? How cool would it have been to hear Sir Patrick Stewart? Oh, Jafar. man, I didn't know that. You're, you're pumping yeah. out the Sweet Moon Morsels. Keep we're, it coming. We're, just, we're bringing it to you guys hot, fresh off the presses. Um, <laughs> Aladdin, then. Okay, it's a great I'm excited walk. for I'm, this next... I'm excited to talk about this next one, by the way. I can't wait for her... <laughs> you had such a great analogy for this movie, and I cannot wait. This <clears throat> next movie is called The Legend of 1900, <laughs> directed by Giuseppe Tonatore. Um... I hate this movie. I found it absolutely unbearable to watch. And that's, <laughs> it's about, it's essentially if Forrest Gump was a lot less entertaining and a lot less whimsical and had a lot less personality, that's The Legend of 1900. It's about a dude that they just yeah. find aboard a boat. See, my dog, again. She can't even stand it. She watched this with me and she's barking right now because she hated it that much. Um, it's, Basically, the story of a dude that's found on a boat, on like in 19, the year like nineteen hundred. So yeah, they new name century. Him, yeah, 
1900 and Ugh. it's oh it's tim roth is kind of cool and he like becomes the piano player of this cruise ship and he's really good at playing the piano and he has like run-ins with famous people while playing the piano um yeah not fun at all i did not enjoy it at all okay i'm ready here we go what do you Trap think up. Strap up i agree with basically everything you said the first 10 minutes of this film is actually really good. You have a bunch of immigrants coming to America. They see the Statue of Liberty, and they're all shouting America. It's a great intro to this film. I was like, okay, like this this seems like it's going to be interesting. Like I have no idea what this is going to be about. And then after that, this movie gets progressively worse. It gets cheesy. It gets the humor doesn't land. And the actor, oh my gosh, Max Pruitt Taylor Vince. I oh, just, the guy was, who like goes to find who tells him, the, who tells who tells the story. He was so annoying. I just <laughs> and I found I, that's that thing. no I, one was likable. No, I thought Tim Roth was fine, but this film, as I told you earlier, this film was like an Oscar bait like film that just totally fell flat. And this I, is like it, this is like. And it's welcome a two- to Marwin level. <laughs> Look at yeah. this. This movie's gonna be great, uh, and then couldn't do it. I give it a C. I give it. A, I'm giving it a D. Okay, I, I, I respect I, that. Ugh. I'm gonna give it a C minus because I did like the piano duel. I liked the that cons- part is cool. I will give it that. Yeah, yeah. I liked the concept of this. I thought this film had a cool idea. I liked where it was going, but the potential, the potential was there, but it just just did not execute and. No, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the back and forth with the with Max telling the story uh, to the to the owner of the shop and then coming back to the scenes. I didn't mind that, but it just it shouldn't have been rated R. This should have been a PG thirteen movie. Oh, that's right. I forgot about there was, that. There was unnecessary cussing, and it, it just tried too hard when there was you know some f bombs thrown around. Like this, if this movie was PG thirteen, if it was squashed down to two hour, maybe fifteen runtime, shave off thirty minutes, I think this could be a really, I think this could be a B to A grade type movie, and it just it just pushed the limit too far. But I do like the idea. I do like the potential. Just fell flat. C minus. You you hit the nail on the head right there. Is yeah. it is entirely too long as a movie. Like you can, there are movies obviously that are like three hours that need they to earn be. that runtime, and exactly. this does not. Oh, this does not. Yeah. So this this kick. It's not in the IMDb two fifty anymore. Kick it out. Thank goodness. Yeah. Sheesh. Keep it out. All um, right. On to another. You got this next one. <laughs> You got this next one, baby. <laughs> On to another, another long one. This is Winter's Sleep. This movie was released in 2014. It is by, I'm going to butcher this name because yep. I believe it's Turkey. Uh, Nuri Bilge Salan. <laughs> perfect. I'm pretty sure that's how it's okay, pronounced. Perfect. And Gotta this t- be. This title is basically what this movie is. It's about, it made me, it made me sleep. <laughs> And I watched this in January, just like right in the middle of winter. Oh, sheesh. Just like a, uh, you know, this, I will, I will say this, this movie has good acting. I like the cinematography. I like the kind of the, the oh, scope yeah. of, you know, of, of these, of these settings and the scenes. I thought the dialogue was really well, uh, well done, but it just seemed like there's a ton of bickering. Basically, it's about a man who writes uh, newspaper for a really small town. He lives with his wife, who is like forty years younger than him. I had no idea that was his wife. Dude, until like it took me two hours to realize. Oh, I know. Frick, that's because like he's always with this other old lady, and I thought that Who's, that was his wife. And but then it's, his it's like, sister. oh no, it's his sister. Yeah, yeah. This movie just it just dragged, and I'll give this a C. Definitely very sour. I think there were some good scenes and some good dialogue and acting was fine, but it just didn't grab me. So I'm giving it a C. Definitely sour. I think I put Legend of 1900. That's spoiled. C minus. So anyways. Oh, definitely spoiled. Legend of 1900 spoiled. Aladdin is sweet. I would also say Throne of Blood is sweet. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you on just those. To, definitely. Yeah, just to give that. Um, Winter sleep, sleep, I'm the same with you. It's sour. There are so many scenes, though, that look great. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, these MVPs of just, like, some of these shots look great. Um, it also won um, 
was it the Palme d'Or? I think is what it's called. I, it, yeah, it, um, it won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival in 2014. So there's a lot of substance to this movie. And like you said, the dialogue is written really well. But you get – it's this hotel gets so many different kinds of people coming into it. You get someone from Japan. You've got people speaking English and Turkish throughout the movie. But it's also kind of like a – like a like a just an oven of just like burning disagreements between people and 20 30 minute long scenes of just dialogue in a room yeah and it's and that's that's a thing for me is it's just like some people really like that and some people love just like the characters and just like the marinating of the contempt against each other but for me I'm just like you got to give me a little bit more I gotta get a little bit more, or else I'm just checking out real soon. And that's how I felt. I give this movie, oh gosh, I believe I gave it a B minus. Um, no, Winter Sleep C plus. Gave it a C plus. Okay, I think that merits yeah. about a. It's a C grade movie in my opinion, and this might be a, yeah. a people's alley of just really long, drawn out dialogue. But after a point in time, I just lost interest it didn't grab me for (laughs) i love what you said this is a winter's sleep it is if you need something to put you to sleep bam throw this bad baby on you're at 9 30 10 o'clock at night you're asleep by 10 30 i would i would be lying if i said i did not doze off during this film oh same (laughs) i definitely did (laughs) i definitely did but it is still it is at 249 so it is still in there it's testing it's doing the test of time. Uh, and now, let's go to the next film. This is a total flip of the switch. Oh, Keeps yeah, it, it is. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, <laughs> finally we're getting into something most of you guys have probably seen. Well, Aladdin as well. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn coming in at 250, 49, 48, 47. At 246. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. What a fun watch. It's always been a fun watch. It's got a little bit of action. You got your humor. You got your Andy Dwyer, but he's not as chubby anymore. It's got it all. <laughs> I think Guardians of the Galaxy is hands down top 10, easily top 10 best MCU movies. Oh, gosh. I would even go top five. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I had mm-hmm. no idea about these characters. I had no idea who Star-Lord was, who Groot was, who Rocket was. You know what I mean? And they yeah, introduced- this was like the first big like risk that they started to take in the Marvel universe. Yeah, I mean, besides the first one of doing a movie about Iron Man, and Guardians of the Galaxy is super fun, really funny. You fall in love just with Star Lord. Chris Pratt is like the perfect cast for Star Lord. Super funny, yeah. and an absolute blast. And the soundtrack is phenomenal. Love True. the soundtrack. So you I know, love so- Guardians. <laughs> I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to give it an A. Absolute sweet. And it's pretty sad because Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is like a C minus. That was a terrible. Yeah. That was a terrible follow up. It is a downgrade for sure. Wow. And but I you I, know but Guardians of the Galaxy, man, super fun. 2014. Loved it. And if you take a look back, it's like there's so many movies that have tried to recreate the charm of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, it just didn't work. But this movie has set, the characters all blend so well. They all have great banter back and forth. The villain's a great villain. And it all wraps up super well. And it's very charming. And I think that's something that's key in a movie to get people going to it. Is if it's got that charm and that wit. And James Gunn really hits it out of the park with this one. Yep. So, so on to yeah, it's the um, next. A minus for me. Sweet for sure. Definitely, definitely. All right, this next one. I'm just gonna say it right now. This was hands down my favorite out of these ten movies. I'm I'm right there with you, dude. Infernal Affairs. And <sighs> I had no idea until you watched this and you uh, posted about it. This is what started The Departed. It's The Departed. Yes, this this is the movie that The Departed is a remake of. Exactly. I had no idea. So I think The Departed is better. Like, The Departed is copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a very well-fined rough draft. And then Martin Scorsese and the people behind The Departed just, you know, fine-tuned a few things and made it better. 
But man, I think if you're a big fan of The Departed, which I am, that's an A-plus movie, you should watch Infernal Affairs just to see how The Departed became what it is. And Infernal Affairs, I mean, it started it. I'm going to give it an A. I'd love the acting. The ending is a little bit different than Departed, which I actually prefer, to be honest. Yeah, you think, yeah, it is. You, 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 I'm thinking to myself, like, who's the Mark Wahlberg? Who's the Mark Wahlberg in Infernal Affairs? <laughs> That's exactly what I was. I was like, okay, who's going to run in? Where's, yep. the, where's the image of the rat here? There's nothing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay, it's done. It's over. Exactly. Yeah, so I actually kind of liked, I almost prefer the Infernal Affairs ending more than The Departed because I felt like it was a little bit of a cop-out. It was it was a satisfying ending of The Departed for sure because, you know, mm-hmm. you're like good – Spoilers, if you have not seen The Departed, pause this film. I believe it's on – pause this podcast. I believe it's on Netflix. But, yeah, you're like Matt Damon dies. Good riddance. Thank you, Mark Wahlberg. But that doesn't happen really. In, yeah. Anyways, yeah. so Infernal Affairs, well, A, I loved it. Infernal Affairs, it's also directed by Andrew Lau and Alan Mack, who – Alan Mack, if I remember right um, – Alan Mack, he – oh, he doesn't star. Andy Lau stars as one of the main – as one of the main detectives in the police squad. And dude, it's it's so tense. Yes. And I wouldn't say that this is necessarily something for like, oh, if you want good cinematography, go for it. And there are some story things. There's a, a story, there's a plot involving like a woman that one of the agents used to date. And it it like doesn't really resolve itself. And that, that's, what the, re- that's what the Departed did. It, it built on that. Oh, okay, okay, because I've seen Infernal Affairs more recently than I've seen The Departed, so I don't remember. Because the psychiatrist in The Departed is actually um, a pivotal part for Leo's arc. Oh, that's right. I forgot there was a psychiatrist in this one, too. Yeah, yeah, Um, she's very brief. You almost didn't really need her, but in the end, you actually did because it kind of comes full circle. So, Do you know what I think the best part about this movie is, too? What's that? Hour and 40 minutes. Oh, I know. It is tight beginning to end. Yep. We're, I mean, I'm dead serious. This is an A. This is sweet. If any of you guys are looking to take away something new from this take is pop in Infernal Affairs. Go take a look at it. It is so fun to watch. Yeah, and see what started The Departed. You yeah. know what I mean? And it, 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 it's huge. a total copy and paste. Like, this deserves more praise. And The Departed is like... The, everyone knows the departed like that's a scorsese one best picture. classic yeah it one it, it did win best picture correct huh yeah yeah so i mean this is this deserves more love because there's even scenes that are beat for beat the same in the departed and infernal affairs yeah oh I my mean, it's the like scene beat, with the mob boss yeah and the scene with one with the guy coming crashing on the car i mean it's oh, that's right yeah the the um superintendent the yeah so mm-hmm. it is very good. If you've seen The Departed and you're a fan, watch Infernal Affairs. It is definitely worth your time. It's worth your an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So the next movie that we have on here is something that I don't think we have a lot to say on, but was a great watch nonetheless. Yeah. Is The Battle of Algiers by uh, Aguillo Apontecorvo. I don't know if that's I don't know if his name's Italian or if it's Algerian. <laughs> I don't I don't know what it is, but this movie is shot in a documentary style about the liberation of of Algeria from France. And for me it was really cool because there are a lot of things that I I didn't even know that Algeria was one occupied by France as of 50 years ago and two was in Africa. I didn't I thought it was like the Middle East somewhere. Man, but where was our th- geography that, classes back then? Oh, jeez. Yep, non-existent. <laughs> Virtually non-existent. And what I, I think, I think what I'm, what I really love about this is I was doing a lot of research because I thought it was so interesting. And mo- sweet movie morsel again coming at you hot. The director Ponte Corvo, he most of the actors in this are just like nobodies that he found off the street because they fit the portrayal of who he wanted the characters to be like. And a lot of them, you'll notice, you probably noticed it, a lot of the dialogue is 80-yard. And what that means is if someone messes up on a line or a line needs to be added after production, ADR means they'll go back in a booth, they'll record the line, and they'll edit it into the film. So it flows seamlessly with the dialogue. A lot of the audio seemed off from the people's um, speaking. Mm-hmm. 
But that was on purpose because some of the people just weren't real actors, so they couldn't get the the dialogue they wanted, but they got the acting right. So they went back in, just re-recorded the lines, and threw them into the movie. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Sweet Morning Movie Morphs coming in hot. I think this film, to me, when I was watching this film, I was I kept thinking to myself, this film should be a film that is showed in like ninth grade history class. Oh, 100%. Like that was kind of crossed through my mind because you get some people that are basically, you know, the Algiers, they're fighting for their independence from the French government and they're doing some terrible things. Of, you know what I mean? Planting. It is tense too. And the, the most tense, probably my favorite scene was the most tense scene in my opinion was when, kind of a spoiler, but when they're the, the women, the three women are planting the bombs at these yep. public locations. Mm-hmm. Like that was directed so well. That was very tense. It was so sick. And then like, I love the whole movie is shot in a style and narrated in a style that it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. And the movie came out only like five years after they had received their freedom from yeah. France. 1966 is when this film was released. So yeah. this is and a it won, um It also won three the Oscar. Golden Lion or the Palme d'Or. No, Ven- Venice Film Festival. It won the top prize at the Venice Film Festival. Yeah, it was nominated for uh, three Oscars and rightfully so. So... I That's thought this great. this was a good film, good runtime, two hours and one minute, uh, well done in black and white. I mean, some of the shots and even the sound were yeah. were really, really, really well done. I'm gonna the give practicality the, of the explosions was crazy. Yes, yes, like with the bombs, man. Yeah. So the only problem I had with this is it kind of got a little repetitive with the mm-hmm. Algerians, you know, doing. Um, you know, certain acts and rebellious acts and whatnot. So after that point in time, I was like, wow, okay, like I've seen this before, but I'm going to give this a B yep. plus. And Same. Yeah, definitely sweet. Mm-hmm. You should check this out, especially for the time, 1966, really well done. And black and white, like I, I don't mind black and white movies. I don't know how many of our sweets actually enjoy watching a black and white movie. But like I said, this should be shown in like ninth grade history class just to see I loved it. Or even I a film, really definitely a film class. Um, also, <clears throat> this is kind of interesting, and I, I'll, I'll hear you out for this. I don't know if you noticed this, but in the beginning, um, the, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, Al-Babir, or whatever his name was, the, the main the, protagonist? Yeah. He shouts, Allahu Akbar. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then the translation was, um, God is good. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's what that meant. Huh. I always thought it was like, I don't know, something extreme that people yelled, but all it means is God is good. So it kind of like gave me a bit of an insight into, because the Algerians are, they're all, it's an Islamic country. And so the movie's like part Arabic and part French. And that was just an interesting little tidbit that I gathered from the movie. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So, j- huh. Just something that, just something that caught my attention. Battle of Algiers. I'd say definitely check it out. Yeah, and the, and you find yourself like rooting for like certain sides in this film. Like it's terrible that you know they don't have any independence, but it's terrible what the things that they're doing yeah. and whatnot. It's like there's there's just some definitely some strifes that were going on at the time in Algeria. I, Crazy. I I think that's a great point too. Is it's like you're rooting for terrorists, but like there are people you shouldn't root for, but they're really compelling. And then the French come in and you're like, oh boo, <laughs> boo French, no boo. Then you realize. Oh, but they just like want to make sure that innocent people aren't still getting killed. Exactly. Also killing innocent people. Yeah, it was. You know, I'm gonna bump this up to an A minus. The more that I talk about it, good. Bump it up to an A minus. Let's go. Sweet. One of my favorites of this of this whole time. Definitely. Um, On to the next. Yeah. (laughs) Is this your turn? Shout out Bollywood, baby. Ooh, (laughs) they did it in the bum 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 bum. Uh, This is is. Shole. Did I pronounce that right? Yep. Okay. So basically, um, all this movie is about is a family is murdered by just a bandit, and then a former police officer um, gets enlists services of two outlaws to capture the bandit, and they just kind of go on these adventures. So, uh, man, this has everything in it. <laughs> it's, it's really goofy. It is. It's really. It's like kind of a fun watch. I'm not Dude, gonna Bolly- lie. Dude, Bo- Bollywood's a blast. Like when you watch, um, I watched a Wednesday a few months ago. 
and that was actually a pretty good film. So just, just threw that bad was, boy on because you were bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cholet is it's okay. I mean, I'd probably give this a B minus as well. But man, it is goofy. It's all over the place, and it's Bollywood, baby. If you guys, yeah, are, if no one's seen a Bollywood movie, just plug it in. It's a blast. This is kind of considered like the go-to Bollywood movie. I think there were like sequels and spin-offs. Some um, it's directed by Ramesh Sippy, and it came out in like the seventies. It the only thing is, it's pretty long. Again, like two hours mm-hmm. forty-five minutes. Um. I still had a blast because you've got these two macho dudes who are best friends and they sing about like after killing people, they're going away in like a scooter. <laughs> they're like, we're the two best friends that, <laughs> that we could ever wish to be. And it's so goofy. I'd never seen a Bollywood movie except for like handful of clips, but I actually surprisingly like this one. Not a ton, like you were saying, but um, I'm going to go ahead and give Cholet a B minus. Okay. It's, it's yeah, oh. it, it, I would say it's sweet, though. Like, yeah. I would definitely say that, you know, go check it out if you're looking to watch a, a what's it called? Um, a Bollywood movie. Absolutely. And, um, gosh, there's one YouTube video I found of Bollywood where, like, a siege is happening and it is so funny. It is so over the top. It's a blast. Is that the one where they launch like yes. dudes with uh, shields? Yes, with shields. Yes, off the trees. Have you ever seen the Corridor Crew on YouTube? They analyze visual effects. Like oh, some that are sent really me some good. of those. Yeah, they do a good job. We should collab with them. Corridor oh, Crew, we're coming Corridor for Crew. Anyways, we'll send you a handwritten letter. Yeah, we we got you. Um, all right. Well, I am very excited to talk about this next film because I'm going to go on a rant. I'm going to go on a tangent. So go for it. I and I'm going to for a totally different reason that you will. This is Neon Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion by Hideaki Anno. Um, the end uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion is probably one of the most sought after and uh like in cult popularity animes of all time it's absolutely wild i've been watching i'm almost done with the anime on netflix it's all on netflix you can watch all these on netflix and it's about a boy who's enlisted to basically fuse his consciousness with a robot to fight these creatures called um uh, angels right that's what they call them yeah, that's what they call them, and they call the suit that this boy is in is called are called Avas, and essentially the show starts up pretty normal, then just deteriorates into um, the movie, especially like crazy religious themes. It's very very explicit in many situations, and I actually had a great time watching it. I'm not going to lie. I, I really like the end of Evangelion. Um, it's also the ending of the original anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion, is pretty despised by a lot of the the core fans of the anime. But the movie, for a lot of people, is the real ending for the anime, which I don't freaking know why. <laughs> I don't know why people prefer this one, besides the fact that it is balls-out insane. And that's when I'm going to hand it over to you, my friend. TC, what did you think of The End of Evangelion? (sighs) You know, this is not my cup of tea. And by cup of tea, I mean this this tea has gasoline. This tea has cyanide. This tea has milk that's been expired for eight months. Ricin. This this is awful. You have a cold yet? Do you have a cold? Oh my gosh! I hope so. All right, so let me tell you. There's two thing, two good things about this movie. One, it's an animated series that I've never seen before, so I will I will give it that. I've never seen an episode of Evangelion. Uh, the other thing is, it was only an hour and a half long, which honestly is an hour and a half too long. <laughs> oh no. Okay, and here's, here's the other thing. I love Naruto. I love Dragon Ball Z. Your name. I thought Weathering With You had its problems, but I didn't mind it. I appreciate anime, and for the most part, those animes I do like. This is just... I mean, the first two minutes of this film, I'm looking at myself thinking... I have my, I have my palms in my hand. I was like, this is what I have to go with for the next <laughs> hour and 25 minutes. Like, are You're you cursed to have I, to Are watch you kidding this. me? 
this movie is awful. I had no idea what was going on. I thought it 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 just it's not my cup of tea, like I said. And listen, if somebody no came to me and they said I watched a Naruto movie, I love I watched all the Naruto movies. I will go to the grave say Naruto's the the best anime. But it's the only anime I've really seen, so there. <laughs> it's I, the best, I'm, though. It doesn't I'm, take away the fact that it's yeah, the best. I'm biased. If someone came up to me and said, "I watched this Naruto movie," I'm going to give it an F. I'd be like, "Okay, have you seen any of the of the other Naruto, like the anime, the canon?" And if they said no, I'd be like, "Okay, like if you watch that, I think you'd like this more." So I haven't seen any of the other Evangelions, but this movie alone, the fact that they had to make a movie to make the ending better, already speaks volumes. I'm giving this movie an it, F. This is a hard F. I hated this movie. This movie sucked. I hoped I'd never have to see it again. If there's a sequel to this (laughs) and it's on the IMDb 250, I might skip it and just say, Keeks, you got it. You got this segment. So this movie, if I'm on my deathbed and all my grandkids, hopefully that's the way I go out, and all my grandkids are listening to Take 2000 of Sweet Film Talk, and they're (laughs) like... both in nursing homes. (laughs) And they're like, Grandpa, what's your least favorite movie? I might have to say this is the least favorite movie of all time that I've ever seen. Top three. Hard F. Very spoiled. If you're not into anime, steer clear of this. Do not even... Oh, you will hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is not for the faint of heart. This movie is disturbing. It is very sexually explicit. It is so weird. It's over the top. But like I I said, I kind of liked it. I think it's very sour, though. Borderlining on spoiled. Um... I give it a, I think I give it a B. I think I might have even given it a B plus. Um, it's a B. I, it's just really hard because I think actually a lot of people like it and I see why they do because it's so different. But for the casual viewer, it's it's spoiled. I gotta go. It is it is spoiled. I really liked it. Um, but I just, I, I don't know who would. But if you're kind of a sick person like I am, maybe <laughs> you might enjoy watching it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the end what? of Evangelion. I can't tell you how many times I checked the cursor and how much time was left. I probably checked like over 80 times. I was like, how much time do I have left? <laughs> Poor guy. And luckily yeah, I watched rough. Infernal Affairs after this, which just, oh man, that was so That's nice. a chef's kiss right there. Just a really Infernal thank, Affairs. Thank goodness, thank goodness. So yeah, that's Evangelion. That's my hot take. That might be the worst movie I've ever seen of all time. Wow. Uh, yeah, I can. I kind of see it. I can kind of see it. Yeah. Now I think Becky's in the background being like, let's watch End of Evangelion tonight. <laughs> I think she might actually like it. I think, she'll, I think she'll actually really like it. But if you're feeling up to it, go to Netflix. You can watch it right there. Yep. And in the, like Tanner said, in the first two minutes, if you're thinking, is that what I think it is? It is very much is oh my gosh i seriously was about to log off and just be like i'm done all right dude take us home <laughs> let's all go right. to this last one which i'm excited to talk about this last one too uh this is in the mood for love directed by wong car why i think i said that right as well maybe yeah uh the guy that's in infernal affairs is in this movie and that's how i recognized him I was yeah like, is that uh basically it's about two people that move into an apartment and they're neighbors and the guy uh the guy's wife is like always gone and then uh the woman that's moved next to him his her husband is always gone on business trips so they create a relationship a friendship and then um they start to fall in love and basically that's the whole premise of the movie yeah yeah, with like really good um, the score, and this is probably my favorite score of all of the movies that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, my one thing is, is the movie gets really repetitive. Exactly, it's just the same. It's like the same Nat King Cole song comes in. The same, like the montages are different, but the music cues are just burp, burp, rewind, burp. Yeah, it. That's one, the one thing that I think has going against it. I feel like this movie had, this is kind of like similar to 1900 for me. This movie had potential. I liked the idea where it was going because, you know, these people are not really happy in their marriages and they meet each other and they're obviously can, you know, play off of each other. They have good chemistry, but it just got repetitive. And um, I just found myself being like, okay, like what's this? This is a short movie, thank goodness. But it just yeah felt repetitive. I thought the idea was there. It was good. And it's actually still testing, you know, the time here. It's still, I think, at 240, 241. Yeah, I think it's moved up. Yeah. So, 
it's not my not my taste. I'll give it a C plus, and I'll give it a sour, very sour. This movie was released in two thousand, mm-hmm. so that's that's my uh, that's my grade. Yeah, I give it a sour. I like a lot of the shots in it. For me, this <clears throat> movie doesn't feel like a movie. It just feels like a compilation of scenes. Yeah. And- it doesn't feel very cohesive, but I do like a lot of the shots in this. It's definitely a movie that's um, – I even found – I don't know if inspiration, but it's like certain scenes of them in like an alley and by stairs. I'm like, that looks a lot like Parasite. Like, I don't know if Parasite was influenced by it at all, but there were some really, really interesting shots. And gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I agree. The director knew what he was doing. I like the story, how they just like were friends and then it just like – you know, it faded away and their lives changed and they moved on, but they were they were, enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, they were like reluctant at first. Like he tries to hold her mm-hmm. hand, she pulls it away, and then ten minutes later they're, you know, cuddling up in the taxi. Not one time did you see them kiss on screen. No, and you don't ever see their significant others except for like there's like twenty seconds where maybe you see one or the other one. Yeah, and this movie's but it's only through like voices in the background. This movie's PG, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, this 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 could be a movie like you could totally make R and just totally exploit and make it very sexual, but it's not. It's very grounded. So that I do appreciate. Yeah, I do too. I think it's sour as well. Um, not everyone's taste, but you can watch it on the. Um, so <laughs> I just I subscribed to the Criterion channel because that was the only place that I could watch it on, and I will be probably canceling my subscription in the next couple of days. Yeah, shouts out to that. I got charged a dollar. Did you get tar- charged a dollar? Yeah, yeah, it does. It it's like a placeholder thing. Yeah, gotcha. I see that. Uh, that's right. Um, that's all of them. That's two fifty to two forty one. TC, can you just give us a rank? So this is officially starting the new re ranking from your lowest to your highest. How do you re rank? Oh, uh, okay. Let's go. Uh, well, lowest Evangelion. Duh. I'm gonna go. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go Evangelion. Um, then let's do Winter. Sl- no, Legend of Nineteen Hundred. Mm-hmm. Cholet, Winter Sleep, Throne of Blood, Battle of Algiers. Oh, hello. In the Mood for Love, like way back there as well. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me rewind. So it goes. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm looking at it here. Evangelion, Legend 1900, Winter Sleep, Throne of Blood, In the Mood for Love. Battle of Algiers. Uh, Gar- Cholet is way back there too, in front of yep. Battle of Algiers. <laughs> I, I, I kept that totally again. missed that. Aladdin, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Infernal Affairs. Perfect. My ten. So ten through one. Legend of nineteen hundred. Sheesh. Winter Sleep. Cholet. Throne of Blood. In the mood for love. End of Evangelion. The Battle of Algiers. Aladdin. Guardians of the Galaxy. And Infernal Affairs as well. What a freaking watch. Um, Real quick. Very diverse. The sweetest movie you watched. Very diverse. The sweetest? Yes. Oh, absolutely Infernal Affairs. 100%. Perfect. I mean, and then, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, duh. And then I really liked Battle of, uh, of Algiers. I thought that was a very interesting movie. Yeah. So probably those Sourest three. for you. Oh, Evangelion and 1900. Oh, but that's... Sourest is like a little bit of an oh, sorry, taste. Sorry, sorry, sour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say In the Mood for Love. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then, and then spoiled. Yeah, you know. Spoilist with the most. <laughs> the, the most. The SpongeBob Evan- Sunday that he eats. Oh, jeez, Evangelion. That spoiled. Ugh. Let me hear um, yours. Yeah, uh, Infernal Fairs, Battle of Algiers, Sourist for me, Throne of Blood, or Cholet. I could go either one of those, and then spoil this Legend of 1900. What a crap he Couldn't stand it. Man. <laughs> well, that's it, dude. That's, We've gotten through. We the, did it. Um, what is it? Um, let's see, 10. We've got 4% done. So We're almost there. 96% of the way left. And, you know, this, this the, the 240, 250 through 241, it reminds me a lot of when you get on a new schedule or you start going to the gym for the first time in a long time, and it's just that first few days, first week, and it's rough. But you have some good times and some good moments. Yeah. This is what this was. This first 250 through 241 had, it was rough, but it had some good moments. Thank you, Infernal Affairs and Battle of Algiers. But man. I have a prediction. 
that I think both of our favorite movies will be dethroned by something new that we watch during this. I oh I I I can see that. So yeah. looking ahead to our next slot for two forty to two thirty one two thirty one, we have Little Women, which we've already seen. I think that might get shifted. Uh, before Sunset, wow! In the mood for love is that two thirty eight? No, we'll 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 slip it. We'll switch it around a little yeah. bit. We'll Gang, Gangs of Wasipur is five hours and twenty one minutes. Wow, I'm ready for that. Can't wait. The Princess Bride. Everyone's seen that. It's a classic. Lagoon, Once Upon a Time, India, three hours and forty four minutes. Bollywood, <laughs> White Heat. It happened one night. Lahane and Ace in the Hole. Man, never heard of any of them. Very, not gonna lie. Very diverse. <laughs> wow. Yep. Again. Wow. All Can't right. Wait. Uh, next week for take sixty nine, I think we're gonna do Bad Boys for Life or The Gentleman. Both. We're doing both. Yes, we're due. We're due for some theater movies. We're doing both. Heck Bam. Yeah. We're getting. We're getting full. Full rage. We're going full action next take. And TC might make his way up to Sundance. We'll see. Stay tuned. Oh, this is the first time hearing of this. I love this. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. I need to find some tickets. I need just. I need to go find Will Ferrell. Go to one of those midnight movie horror movies. Oh, hard. I'd love it. Yeah, I, re- I remember you did that for Hereditary. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Crazy. Um, well, that's Very it, rough. everybody. For take sixty-eight, Keeks, you got anything else? Um, I will finish Watchmen, and it's very great. I've heard and that's really good show. things about that. Yes. Wow. And that's about it. TV, TV <laughs> with Keek. Step aside, TC. Actually, Better Call Saul starts next month. Cannot wait for that. Oh. And they're making tight. they're making um, one more season, so this is the second to last season. Interested to see how that all pans out. Yeah. Sheesh. Also, <clears throat> um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Clone Wars ends next month. Wow. The last season comes out. So that's crazy. And we got a new poster for uh, New Mutants. April 3rd, ladies and gentlemen. We can't wait. Oh, we'll see you all there. Oh, my gosh. All right, everybody. Take us out. You know the drill. Stay Love sweet. It. Sweet. sweet.